WKNC 88.1. That song you just heard was by Paper House. It was called Cairo. And they're actually here in the studio with me for an interview. What's up, guys? Hello. Hey. It's drawing a picture. Well, would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure. I'm Eduardo. I'm Alex. And I'm Danny. Awesome. Thanks for so. Thank you for coming in today. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourselves. Where are you from? How long have you been together? Ex- uh, excluding me, these two, what's it been? At least 13, been 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. 13 years. That's awesome. I'm the new guy. So how did you Dan's all? the new kid on the block. <laughs> oh, he's from the same, we're all from Rockville, Potomac area in Maryland. Uh, so we're all from Montgomery County, Maryland, originally, right outside D.C. Rival high schools. Yeah, indeed. Perfect. How did you guys start playing together? Uh, Ed, you tell the story pretty well. Um, well, I met, I guess I met Alex uh, in middle school, and we were on the soccer field, and he comes running up to me, and he goes, Tupac is still alive. And he just <laughs> runs away. And I'm like, who is this clown? And then we just started playing guitar that together. Really yeah, that that's that actually happened. And so we both took guitar lessons from the same guy, and you know we both learned very specific, you know, Fela Kuti and Dire Straits. I think were our guitar yeah, teachers, two favorite bands. And so we just learned all sorts of weird guitar things, and uh, we kind of started from there. Yeah, um, been playing in very in various incarnations of what's now called Paper House. I guess it's been Paper House for about seven or eight years now but um yeah various incarnations of this have all involved me and eduardo so that's i guess the line of continuity and uh danny joined up last year and uh he's been rocking it out with us he's been a a drummer in the dc music scene for a long time so uh i was in a band called uh called sunwolf before this uh dc trio and uh owls and crows right owls and crows before that yeah so yeah, awesome. So, what was going through your mind when you uh, ran up to him and said that? Did you guys know each other before that, or no? Just... That was the that was the first time. <laughs> I was a uh, a troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, the sweet mushroom cut though. I, I had a uh, <laughs> I had a Hebrew school teacher once tell me that I had diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. You still do. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I was definitely a pretty crazy kid. I used to get in a lot of trouble. So that was some of the more benign uh, instances of my hyperactivity as a kid. And look what happened. Great things happened. Yeah. Mm. So I'll go ahead and play your next song. This is called All Through the Night.
And we're back. That was Paper House with All Through the Night. Before that, you heard Cairo. And we're going to keep on rolling with the interview. So can you tell me a little bit about your writing process? Um, how do you go about putting your songs together? Um, I just I just play what they tell me to play. <laughs> <laughs> Put a chain on him. Whip him every time he makes a mistake. Pull him out of the closet when you need a drummer. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, he's already out of the closet. Uh, uh, let's see. The uh, what was the question? Sorry. Songwriting process. Songwriting process. So, it's largely uh, an unconscious process. Um, one of us introduces a riff or an idea, and uh, the rest of the members essentially chime into it, and it kind of evolves from there. Um, very few times do we come in with an entire idea and structure a song. It's kind of um, developed through jamming and through, yeah, repetition. Yeah, um, I think earlier on, I guess we used to have more uh, complete songs brought to the band, um, and then for a while, the, the album that we have coming out February tenth, it was more specifically uh, us. So, you know, someone bring in a riff or just straight up coming out of jams, and then the songs would evolve over lots of touring and lots of. Uh, sessions uh sometimes involving what uh george harrison once called the dreaded lysergic uh and basically uh now i think it's become it seems like it's becoming just whatever works i mean uh i was reading this morning which something that i thought was really apt which was uh johnny greenwood was saying that radiohead's going back into the studio and he was saying that every time we we go to write new material First thing is we try to do what we did the last time, and then that doesn't work. So we have to just try a whole bunch of stuff and, uh, you know, start over again and come up with a new way. And I think that's why their records are always interesting and new and fresh every time. Um, hopefully we can, you know, I hope to do that too uh, as we start writing new material. We are going to play some new songs that aren't even on this album coming out in February tonight. Uh, hopefully that we... Uh, don't mess them up. Don't mess them up <laughs> and... Bring something new every time, you know. We want to keep evolving and changing. I, I, I mean, when bands make, uh, we were just talking about the Foo Fighters, and you know, when bands <laughs> make records that sound the same every time, it's just so boring. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that growing and evolving. I know you guys have been around for you said thirteen years. Yeah. How do you think you've changed and grown in that amount of time? Um, a drugs. lot. <laughs> <laughs> we use drugs. That's how we do it. Um, they got it. A great drummer, too. Yeah, we got a great drummer. That helps out. No, I mean, like, we, uh, <laughs> it's about listening to new material. Um, Love you, Brandon. You know, I know that for the last record, or for the record that will be coming out in February, uh, our first full length, we were listening to a lot of uh, Dr. John, and a lot of King Crimson, and a lot of James Blake, and Scott Walker. Scott Walker. So, kind of all over the place. But, you know, each one of these had an impact on the, on the record. And a lot of, the last EP, the Low High Low, that we released, I think a year ago, maybe a year and a half or two years ago. But uh, we were listening to a lot of the Smiths, um, REM, REM. So real estate. You can tell the it's very different. Vibe. Yeah, exactly. Just you know, this new album's way more dark. Uh, it's definitely more obviously psychedelic. It's a more experimental record. I Longer mean, songs. Yeah, instead of three minute songs, I think the average song is like six minutes, which is just. 
I don't know. I like two minute punk songs, so it's a little strange for me. But you know, I'm we're having difficulty choosing it. singles because they're so yeah. long. <laughs> it's like you can't put out a seven minute single. Well, Kurt Vile did it. No, we're not Kurt Vile. That makes those decisions difficult. So, how about in terms of changing people in the bands? You mentioned you've been kind of like in a rotation of different people. Do you think that makes an impact on how you sound? Yeah, definitely. What's it been? It's been four bass players in six months? <laughs> well, we've been trying out people. No. Uh, three. Three. Come we've on, had different people exaggerate. that we've had just for tour. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean... We had a set lineup for a few years, and before that, we had a set lineup for a few years. And then, uh, I think the biggest thing I've learned about being a musician is to not feel too attached to and anything. It, it, you know, it's <laughs> like it's allowing yourself to be like, okay, if this is what's working now, this is what works. And you know, as we've kind of gone, you know, Danny definitely stuck right away, and I think it was pretty obvious to all of us that Danny was the right fit. Um, but you know, like we'd have a guy come for a tour and just play bass for us for a tour. And it's fine because we already have these songs. And I mean, sometimes we try new material and stuff. But to me, uh, it's really important to look at it each each tour, each album, each uh, songwriting session as a project in itself. And be open to change. You have to be open to change if you're going to survive as a musician. So... This one's for you, Danny. Uh, you mentioned playing in a couple other bands before you joined Paper House. How has that been different from playing with Paper House? Do you, is there any kind of different sense of dynamic? Uh, um, or is it just the same motions? It's No, it's definitely not the same motions. just play drums, right? That's just, that's <laughs> yeah, we just sit in the back and don't just pretty much do what we're told. Yeah, yeah. You're just <laughs> taller than the rest of our drummers. Um <laughs> That I am, yes. It. I mean, it is a little different. I mean, the <clears throat> the so, the songs were already written when I joined the band. Um, that's something that's different. The other the other bands were from the ground up for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, my last band, Sunwolf, <clears throat> was with uh, Rob Tifford and Tom Bonnell, and that was like a three piece punk rock DC poppy thing. So the songs were, I mean, very rarely over two minutes. <laughs> very simple, you know fast energy lyrics aren't too complicated you're repeating a lot of stuff but it's more the the stage energy was a lot uh crazier i mean our lead singer fell off the stage a few times we broke stuff (laughs) things getting unplugged um but i i mean it honestly the reason that i joined paper house is because these guys are busy and they take it seriously and they are really about making great music and making an influence especially in in dc alex does good stuff with DCDIT and BYT and house parties and, uh, you know, house venues and things like that. So as soon as they asked me, I was like, absolutely. I'm Actually, down. I'm down. It wasn't, no, the best part was how it happened was I was, uh, I was playing a gig. Actually, yeah. I booked Sunwolf. Uh, so it was this previous band at a spot I was booking for a while in art space called the dunes. And, I told Danny we we're looking for a drummer, and like 30 minutes later, Danny just walks up to me. He's like, I'm going to be your drummer. <laughs> he's like, looked at me, and I was like, okay, I mean, we could try. He's like, no, I'm going to be your drummer. No, no tryouts. There's no <laughs> tryouts. <laughs> I'm gonna, it's it's going to be me. And he, he was right. <laughs> he pulled it off. You got to give the dude some credit. I should walk up to companies and tell them that I'm going to work for you. Mm-hmm. 
No I'm interviews. I'm telling you it works. Girlfriends, too. Just walk up to them. Like, yeah. I'm going to be your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> she tried that the, tonight. Honestly, that probably yeah. would work for like a lot of people. <laughs> for like a couple days, anyways. Um, perfect. So, I didn't ask this, but are you guys based out of D.C. then? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, perfect. Because I hear your name thrown around all the time here. We so, love Raleigh. Yeah, we we're play, in Raleigh. We play here more than anywhere, anywhere else except yeah. DC for sure. Yeah, you mentioned touring uh, a couple times. How does Raleigh compare to awesome. other places? Tell uh, tell me a little bit a bit about it. It's the best, honestly. It's our favorite place to My play outside place of DC. To play for yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, all of us agree. Our favorite place to play outside of DC for or sure. Or New York City. It's a close call. Like, is it the super, food? Oh. Like what? It's the food. It's just well, the the audience is it's super really just receptive. It's spicy chicken sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, no. that's that's it. It's just the sandwiches. No, I mean, barbecue. Yeah, people are really into music in this town. It's just so obvious, and people really listen at the shows, and they move more. And I mean, our sets at Hopscotch were some of our favorite shows we've played in a really long time. And they remember you, like you know, on more than one occasion, we've seen the same person that we're like, oh, we saw that you were coming to Raleigh again, and I wanted to see you. Yeah. I honestly thought you were Raleigh-based until now because awesome. I've heard your name so many times, and I've been to, I think I've been to a couple of your shows. Um, so how do, how do you think that compares to DC? Because I would expect DC to be huge in the music scene, um, but I guess. <laughs> well, it's it's getting there. that's an yeah, it's an interesting thing because right now the bands are better than they've been in years. Uh, the scene in DC is incredible, but uh, it's still really divided into sort of scenes and sub scenes that are not necessarily cohesive and a lot of band there's a lot of good bands that don't even know each other the thing is dc is not actually a huge city it's like what six hundred thousand plus of suburbs uh there's not that much going on in the suburbs so it really leaves the city with like way more bands than you would ever imagine it's kind of ridiculous uh and some of them uh are mediocre and then but there's enough that are great like really great right now. Uh, the thing is, a lot of times they don't get out the tour. I mean, this is a lot of cities. It's not like a, a problem unique to DC. It's like a lot of scenes could be way stronger if the bands just got out and toured. Uh, I think Raleigh has a little bit more established actually uh, it, in recent times. DC went obviously had a couple decades where it was one of the best music scenes out there. Yeah, um, getting back to that city paper article that I just referenced. Yeah, talking about, and about people relating everything to Fugazi all the time. I think that's great, but there's new things that have nothing to do with Fugazi. Yeah, the scene is the best it's been since those since you know the the early to mid two thousands. Um, courtesy of Katie Greer, by the way, that was. Oh yeah, that that's what she said in the article. Her comment. Yeah, uh, that's Katie Greer from Priests, who uh, is a DC-based band. And uh, Danny was reading this quote from the Washington City paper, talking about, "All right, it's like overload. There's like all these documentaries the DC, about the punk DC punk yeah, and Fugazi and all this stuff. And it's, I mean, I love those bands. I think we all love those. We listen to Fugazi on the way here, actually. But you know, it's time to realize that what's happening right now is just as interesting and. People should be doing taking, documentaries on that. Exactly. <laughs> taking notice. So it's slowly but surely happening. But yeah. Uh, it's tough because you have like super strong scenes in places like Philly and New York right nearby. But DC is very different because it's also very specifically based on house shows. Um, and that's like 
I mean, there's just so many house venues. It's insane. It's it's unreal. We had a whole weekend's music festival dedicated to house shows. Yeah, and a together That's fest. Awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, there's al- there's almost something every night. Literally, yeah. it's there's like a house yeah. show almost every night in DC that you could go to. It's kind of crazy. That's uh, really cool, though. Yeah, there's like 25 active in- house venues right now. I think we have. Three mattress yeah. four. Mattress four was the best. Yeah, is dead. Unfortunately, I know. We slept on those mattresses. So. <laughs> I did not. That's I've, unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah, well, but, uh, there's some questionable stains on those mattresses. Yeah, but uh, you know, but when the whole thing's do. stained, then it's kind of just you then know, it's just, you just a just color. It's when you're on tour and you color. can get a mattress, I'll take a stained mattress. Then like, remember one time we had to sleep on a concrete floor in Gainesville of the mm-hmm. venue that we played in. Yeah, it was the floor. It was <laughs> disgusting. It was like the worst experience I've had sleeping. So yeah, I'll take the mattresses. That, that is pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna complain about that. Um, I'll go ahead and roll into your next song. This is Helicopters. Again, I've got Paper House here in the studio. My name's Fionn, and you're listening to WKNC.
And we're back. Uh, that song was called Helicopters, plural. Helicopters, plural. Um, and I'll go ahead and throw out Local Band, Local Beer again. Uh, in case you have not listened to us before, my name's Fionn. Got Paper House in the studio. They'll be playing Local Band, Local Beer tonight with Wool, Growing Old, Growing Up. And Fortnite Brewing will be in the house with samples, and they'll be on top. Show starts at 9.30. It's 18 up, and it is at Tiernanog Irish Pub Raleigh, which is downtown right by Moore Square. Bus station's right behind it, so if you're a student, you have no excuse not to go, because we get bus passes. So you should probably be there. So, we'll keep on rolling. Um, tell me a little bit about where you want to go with this band. Um, are you playing to play? Are you trying to go somewhere? I know you mentioned that you wanted to get rid of Daylight Savings. Yeah, Danny really, this is all just really about Danny's mission to get rid of Daylight Savings time. Danny, do you want to talk about your mission? <laughs> Not the Young Rapids record, Daylight Savings. That's a good record. It's a great record. Um, I, I just, I think it's a big conspiracy. I think it's horrible that it has to be dark at 445. I think it depresses everyone. I just, I I don't see the point. Yeah, I Can't agree. they just not? Fix the calendar, like what? I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. Why I they think, do it? I What's thought the point? point of daylight savings was so that it wasn't dark at four forty-five, and instead it got dark at six. Like, so it got dark later, isn't it? No, it's the opposite. Well, in in this in DC right now, it it gets dark at four forty-five. But wouldn't it be dark at like three forty-five? It's, they so they, it's actually that? to get earlier. It's it's for farmers to get earlier sun. Okay. In the morning. Yeah, gotcha. In the morning. Yes. Oh, so it's the opposite. On the other one. So yeah, yes. we're we're city boys and we're, we're not very happy. Yeah, what are farmers? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I get off work bartending Whole Foods at at four in the morning and the sun's coming up. It's horrible. Ruins my whole day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically, we think it's a conspiracy to uh, bring depression onto people so they don't go out and vote and yeah. buy more crap that they don't need to make themselves feel better about the depression. So you're going to get famous and then use your fame to rally yeah. the people of America to mm-hmm. stop daylight savings. Exactly. That and legalize pot. Legalize marijuana. <laughs> going to happen. And get rid of daylight savings. Done. We'll just vote you through into presidency. It's fine. You yeah. don't even need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds awesome. Guys, can a band be president? I guess so. Sure. We can make it happen. Okay. Danny's secretary of state. Yeah. Definitely, we're going to send Danny to Libya and fix that, <laughs> fix that mess. No, I want to be Secretary of Defense. We're doing, we're, we're going to Yeah, you're pretty aggressive. Out jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll be Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I'll John, be. John Kerry. Yeah. So, besides that, do you have any kinds of, what, what's your reason for being in a band right now? The love of the music. We all quit our jobs because uh, they sucked and we wanted to play music, really, I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to find a way to keep to make this sustainable and to kind of grow the enterprise even larger and just keep on, you know, if we're able to live off of our creativity, then that's the end goal. And uh, or breaking even, really either one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, making some money off of this, but make it sustainable. I mean, the thing is, like, you can't have the time like it's about clearing the time to spend creatively so if you're able to make some kind of i mean this is why it's such a big deal to make sure that 
you support musicians you like and that they get paid so that they have the time that they don't have to work at some crappy job and they can actually spend time working on making great art. If you really believe in someone's music, uh, it's a huge thing that they can be compensated to have that time. It's, it's uh, essential. I mean, uh, I'm struggling with it myself right now, finding time to just be creative, even even though I don't have a nine to five job, just booking the bands and uh, booking shows in DC, and uh, I teach some guitar lessons to help pay bills. You know, like it all adds up. So the idea is to really free that time to really uh, focus, to be able to really focus, make great art, not just good art. It's a big difference. Definitely. So I like to ask this question of most people because everyone's always got a different answer. But if you could give a piece of advice to anybody, what would it be? Um, I will reference, I saw a, I don't know if it was a blurb or an article or whatever. Dave Grohl said something about this whole American Idol voice phenomenon thing that we have going on in the UK and the US and like how, People think that if they want to be successful, that's the route they need to take to do it. Or they need someone with a lot of money who's going to help them get there. But I personally believe, and I think the other guys will agree, that the best way to do it is pick up an instrument, go set up in your garage, and like play and play and play and practice and practice and practice and write. And don't give a crap what anybody says about the stuff that you write. And enjoy it. That's, I mean, enjoy it. It's the best way to be successful, I guess, at least in your own mind. I don't know. I think that's pretty spot on, Danny. Yeah, a uh, floss. I'd, I'd add that too. Yeah, I've really been flossing recently. Don't forget to floss. You're, you know what you're doing, Ed. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? Um. They all involve words that I'm not allowed to say on the radio. So you can what's just... that? What's that piece of advice that um, I can't remember if it was Patrick from Imperial China or someone told you about the band? Ah, this is um, uh, my friend Billy Noom. He used to play in a band called Frau Eva, one of my favorite DC bands that unfortunately no longer exists. They actually put out an amazing record. Only put out one album, but if you get a chance. Their website is an interactive website with the album. Super cool. So just check out Frau Ava and check out that website and that album if you get a chance. Anyways, uh, the bass player once came up to me after the show and he was like, he's a musician I really respect. So this meant a lot. But uh, this is, I think, the best piece of advice I've ever been given as a musician. Don't break up. <laughs> I think he uh, said a little more than that that I can't say on air. But that's the basic gist of it is don't break up. If you're actually good, just keep doing it. You know, if you really believe in what you're doing, most importantly, you know, keep doing it because it will, you know, as long as you keep getting it out there and keep working hard to make it great, something will eventually give. So don't break up. So, yeah, uh, to my favorite Raleigh bands, Lonnie Walker and Lilac Shadows and certainly Ghost Blonde. Don't break up, dudes. Don't break up. Well said. So we'll uh, start to close out now, but before we go, do you have any last words or things that you want to tell our listeners about? Things that you're going to be working on in the future? 
Well, we'll be um, releasing our full-length record in February. Um, and we'll be hitting the road shortly thereafter. So keep an eye out for for our uh, tour schedule. How many dates do we have booked? Almost three weeks? A week it's in February. Be about, uh, or a week and a half in February and then a couple weeks in March. And then we're probably going to do the you know the national thing in May. So, you know, we'll, we'll be keeping busy. We've, we've, done, we've toured the country before. And... Uh, I'm addicted. <laughs> I was talking about this in the van. It felt so good to just be back in the van. I'm totally addicted to it. I need I need it or I go crazy, I think. It just you do it enough and then it becomes part of you. Leave all the girlfriends at home. Yeah. Hit the road. All seven of them. <laughs> um And where can we find those tour dates or anything else about you if we want to keep track of you? Uh paperhousemusic.com. You can go on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash paperhouse music. Or twitter.com slash paperhouse music. We're pretty active on all of that. So you could also go on Songkick or any of these other websites. We, we keep everything updated. Um, actually, one other show I should mention is that uh, if anyone in North Carolina wants to make the drive, we're performing all of Kraftwerk's Trans Europe Express in its entirety at uh, U Street Music Hall, which is one of the greatest electronic music clubs in the country, and it's in D.C. So if you're wondering what it sounds like, for the band that you're about to hear to cover all of Trans Europe Express by Kraftwerk, you should come on December 14th. It's going to be a weird one. And the week before that is Black Hat with Jamaican Queens, right? Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. No doubt. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. You're very um, welcome. Thank you. I'm going to roll into that last song it's called Untitled. Again, this is Paper House in the studio, and you're listening to WKNC.